All right. Hello and welcome everybody. Critical Conversations. I'm your host, Carissa Dean. And today we have the lovely Samantha Blossom joining us. Um, excited for this conversation. You know, I had the pleasure of meeting Samantha in Live Human and you guys are going to fall madly in love with her, especially her laugh. And today's topic is something that I'm like, incredibly excited to dive into. I think it's going to be really, really, really hot. So lean in, pull up your chair and welcome to the table. So Samantha, before we get started, I know who you are, but our guests do not. Please tell us all things. Who is Samantha Blossom? What's your business? And yeah. Yay. Hi, Carissa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, so I'm Samantha Blossom. I call myself an opulence oracle um, or a manifestation mentor. Essentially, I tune into people's timelines and they always have different options of where they want to go. And I essentially am kind of like a frequency mechanic. <laughs> so I see myself as like a software programmer for your body. So I support you in adjusting your frequency so that you manifest better things into your world with more ease and pleasure and joy. Mm, yeah, I love that. I love how you said pleasure. And um, just for our listeners to note, when I met Samantha, I met her at a retreat and she actually supported me in a radical, radical relationship shift between me and Nigel. And it was the most like, I think we were, we sat together privately for like 10 minutes and it was that simple and quick. And honestly, um, it changed the trajectory of my marriage and I'm forever indebted and grateful to her. And I still like come back to that, what she taught me. I'm not going to give it away because it's too good. <laughs> you guys need to go pay her for her services because that's how fucking rad it is. So thank you, Samantha. I'm so excited. Let's dive right in. So today we're talking about expanding the free expression of women and Samantha, tell me a little bit more about this topic. So I feel, so we, we started talking about this because I, normally I don't get into like anger, <laughs> but for some reason that week I was just like, it was like this wake up of, oh my gosh, like we're so like controlled as women and we we're not even aware of it. Like we're just used to it. And so I just was like chatting with Carissa about it. I was like, oh my gosh, like usually I don't feel this like rage, but it was almost like I suddenly like woke up and was like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe this is like happening. So I, I made a funny comment. Uh, I'm like, how open can we be on these? But <laughs> I, it, it's uh, whatever you want. But I, I, I made a funny comment of like, what if this woman was supposed to like just be like having sex with like 10 men because she was like so in love with them and that would have changed like those 10 men's lives. But because we have this stigma around like women having sex with a lot of men at the same time, like they're, they're considered like a hussy versus like if a guy that was like, you know, really high level corporate at a strip club, like nobody blinks an eye. They're like, oh yeah, whatever, you know? And I just felt like this whoa this huge injustice of like wow women aren't even allowed to be in their power because i also feel like you know sexual energy really turns on a lot of power in a, in a person and it's like wow if this woman never got to her like 
peak sexual energy. She never like really understood like that level of pleasure and that level of joy. It's like, what is the world missing out on? (laughs) We don't even know. We don't even know. And it's so funny too, that we're talking about this because I have been rewatching Grace and Frankie. And I kid you not, the last episode we watched last night, and Nigel loves it, actually. He won't admit it to anyone, but I know he loves it. Um, It was the episode where they were sharing their vibrator with that prayer group. And it's, you're so right, though, because it's like, there's a stigma. It's like, okay, for men to be like, I need sex, I need an orgasm. But like, for women, it's like, we don't talk about it. And that's just like, one area of life. There's hundreds more. Yeah. And I just I feel like, it's, it's kind of like people are like afraid of pleasure. Oh, I can't feel too good. And it's like, where does that even come from? Right. And, and I feel like that keeps humanity like at this low frequency because it's like the frequency of love, like in the, in the book power versus force, like the frequency of 200 is courage. And so anything above courage is like creation. And so if so many humans are like inhibited from like their actual frequency feeling of love, not like the Hallmark card, like, oh, love, like hearts on a card, not like a mental word love, but like the frequency, like the emitting of like, oh my gosh, like I'm in pure bliss and I'm so in love with life. Like if most humans aren't like allowed to access that, right? Like where's the energy, if everything's made of energy and then if most humans aren't able to access their peak energy, Like, what are we missing out on? Like, what's happening? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay, so you bring up sex. Where else are you feeling? And and I want to also, like, I want to take a step back and just say, like, critical conversations isn't necessarily about getting angry, but it is utilizing that frequency of, like, wait a minute, there's a disconnect here, right? And so it's not even, like, you don't even have to be angry. You and I, we don't have to agree on anything. It's just about... Why are we not talking about this? Why are we not changing this status quo for lack of better like word choice? But it's like, I feel like it is happening. It's just like, not as fast. So tell me more, like when I say all of that, tell me what comes up for you. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it happens in just... I don't know, a ton of areas, like even like men and women and dating, you know, and I feel like it's like, there's just so many belief systems of like, oh, well, the man has to chase. I literally had dinner with my friend and he was like, oh, like the guy has to like make sure he has like passed these like tests or whatever in order to prove what, and I'm just like, what? Like, (laughs) I'm like, why? Like it feels yeah, it does feel like ridiculous to me. And maybe like there is like some rage underneath it of like, who created that belief system? Like, I don't understand. Like, you know, and yeah. And I just feel like that just like those storylines like inhibit so much like genuine connection. And even with dating, it's like sometimes people are just meant to like come together and spark and like have some magical connections and like learn and evolve. But because like we have these storylines, we make it so complex. And so then it's like love that was meant to just like even even be a glimmer of a moment like doesn't get to happen. Uh, I love that you say that because I think that's true. We put so much emphasis on like this has to be the one. 
And then it, when it doesn't work out, instead of like getting curious around what what we learned about ourselves or what we learned about what kind of partnership we want, you know, whatever it is. And I think this happens in relationships, just normal friendships or family members, even. It's just like, what are we learning about each other if we get curious about it versus like, oh, damn, it didn't work out. That's a fucking bummer. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's it's almost like we're in this state of hypnosis. Like we, we're not – it's so subtle that I think we just don't even know. And I think that that is like the hard part of like, okay, if there were like all these codings of like, oh, me, Samantha, in this body, like as a woman, as like a half Asian woman, like there's little things that I was like never allowed to do. So then like how do I actually know who I am? Like how do I actually know my fullest expression if – there were all these like, whether it's in like TV or school, like all these subtle cues of like, oh, well, in order for me as a woman in an Asian body to be a good person, like these are the things that I need to do. Then it's like, who am I? I don't know. Who is, who is everyone? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is such a huge topic. So what came up for me and the, the question I have for you around this is it's like, it, it's like we're meant to play small. So do you believe that women are meant to play small? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely not. But I just feel like that's the conditioning. And it's almost like, at least for me, there has been a lot that I needed to like break free of in my belief system and in my nervous system to be like, I can even do that. Like I and, and once I like do something like then I have to stabilize like that I'm allowed to keep it and have it. You know, I'm th I'm thinking of all the trailblazers of the world, right? And I'm thinking I'm thinking about the women who really stood out. The stigma about what we then learned about those women. So, right, so women who stood out were were made to feel like shit, right? They were they were kind of persecuted for stepping into their power and rising above and playing bigger. Right. So my, my question for you is how do you overcome that fear? Ooh, yeah. And I feel like this has been like a topic that I was like, Chris, maybe we talk about this. And I was saying like creating from love versus fear, because like love is such it's such a big, it's, it's a feeling frequency in your body. And it feels like you're being like lifted by the universe. It feels like your whole body, your cellular system is like, I'm on board with this. Like, yeah, let's go. But I think because so many of us haven't been taught how to feel that sensation, we don't know how to hang out there. So then it's like, we're in fear. And then we just kind of like bulldoze through the fear and like take the action anyways. But then we're not really creating from that state of like wholeness, you know? And so I feel like for women or just anyone in general, it's just like tuning in to that connection with your soul because that's going to go beyond any of those fears. And then you kind of touch the zero point field and then you feel lifted and then you can get to that next level. And, and that's kind of what I've been playing with because I think in the past I've been like, okay, I feel the fear and I'm going to take the action anyways. But like, actually, I haven't had the best results when I'm, when I'm in that space. But the best results I have is like when I come back into this like zero point field, I'm tuned into my spirit. I'm like, what does wholeness feel like? And then like I naturally arise and like take an action. Like that's when I usually get the best results. 
Okay, I love this. And I think I want you to break down a little bit um, for the for the listeners who are not into the quantum and, <laughs> and the things and the things like we're talking about a lot of new concepts. And I really, really I love this conversation because I think what we're what what our goal here in, in this in this topic is creating because it's the right thing for you to do, not because fuck you, patriarchy. I'm going to do this to show you uh, that women deserve better. And I think there's a mix of that happening in the world right now where there's a ton of women out there who are just literally pendulum swung. They're like, fuck you. I don't have to have kids. Fuck you. I don't have to be a stay at home mom. Fuck you. I don't have to cook all the meals. And it's like, there's it's actually not about the fuck you it's about who are you and honoring that version of you without the fear and doing it in love so tell us a little bit more about when you say you're you know I love that you shared I don't manifest as well from the state of doing it scared anyways which I think like in business there's a little bit of like there's always going to be that fear and that unknown but tell me more about that zero point. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I've really been contemplating this because when I take an action from like, oh my gosh, like I'm not enough. And then the thing that I call in is like almost a reflection of not enough. But when I can get into the state of like, oh my gosh, like I'm buzzing and feeling so good. I'm in wholeness. Then the thing that I call in tends to be a, a mirror match to that. So I love that you brought up this conversation with women. And because the thing is, here's the thing. It's like all of creation is yourself. So when we try to fight against that, that energy is just going to bounce back on you. Right. And so you're like, I'm trying to fight against this. And like, all of a sudden, like their body's breaking down. They're like, what's happening. Right. But really it's like, it's not about like fighting what is, what is in reality is like a shadow. Like this is like a shadow of everything that happened in the past. So when you get to the zero point field, it's like you're accessing your prefrontal cortex and you're creating future. You're like, this mm -hmm. is, where you're not getting distracted by like the external. You're saying like, okay, as a woman, this is what leadership feels like with love. Like this is what leadership feels like at this high level frequency. And like, maybe the masculine has never felt that. And maybe they never had a mom that like taught that to them, you know? And at least like from the perspective of like Kundalini yoga, it's like women are 16 times more powerful than the masculine, which means like not good or bad. It's just a different function. It's like our energy force field is just like that much stronger. So like the thoughts that we emit to the masculine, they're just mirroring back to us. So the more like the woman is just like angry and frustrated and attacking the masculine, it's like we're going to just get more of that. And it's not actually the result that we want. So interesting so how i mean this is you know how do how do you bring awareness to it you know because i think like we were touching on i think even before we got on and started recording we were talking about you know people are unaware right so it's so much of what's happening right now and i and i can attest to this too and you were there for this in the at the retreat in la um i was doing a lot of things out of a fuck you I was mad and I was operating from resentment and anger. And, I, and it was like, nah, fuck you. I don't need you. I'm going to prove a point. 
that I didn't need you. Right. And it was like my whole life I stopped and I, I wasn't even aware that I was acting or trying to create from that place. But like the moment it was reflected back to me, like, but Carissa, look how hard it's coming back to you. It's like, Oh shit. So how, how do we get, how do we get aware? So, I mean, I think just the conversation of it's like a, it's not like spiritual or not. It's just the foundations of how the universe operates. It's like, it's like a universal mechanism. Like it's like nobody can bypass this. It's like, if you blast hate outward, it's like, it has to come back in. (laughs) If you're like emitting love and emitting wealth, like it has to mirror back in. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's like, so it's, you can talk about it as a concept and you can hit the mental, but like, how do you hit the emotional? How do you hit the body? This is why like, everyone's like, do breath work, do yoga, do this. Like everyone like on some level knows like, okay, when I'm in that state, it feels better. And when I feel Mm -hmm. better, like they start to magnetize like better experiences into their life. Yeah. and so I feel like it's it, in the moment, when the, just like you said, you were like, oh my gosh, like I just became aware that I did that and you adjusted yourself. It wasn't like I had to be like, okay, Chris, and now come here and like, I need to like release all these belief systems for you. I need to like upgrade your, you know, no, it was more like you became aware and you were like, oh, that does hurt. Like, actually like that wasn't the, you know, that wasn't fun and you adjusted yourself. So I feel like a lot of people are super brilliant and it's like the moment that they just like come into contact with the awareness, they will like self adjust. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, that's kind of my methodology that I've isolated out the arc approach around like the first step is the awareness. Like if you're wandering around and you're not even aware, you you can't go anywhere. You know, it's like the awareness piece is so important, no matter if we're talking about your personal life, relationships, um, business, spirituality, it's like the less self-aware you are, the more harm you're actually doing to the self. So you kind of touched on this a little bit. And I wrote this down. How important is the healing? I mean, is awareness enough for everyone? Because I'm a, I'm a pretty like, I see it and I do it kind of person, but how, in your experience, how important is the healing aspect? Well, I I feel like everyone's at a different stage of consciousness. So I don't think that's like one answer, you know, because like some people's belief systems are more malleable. So it's like you, you hit the awareness and they're like, Oh, I remember, you know, but some people have like, it's so deep, whatever it is that they went through. So it's like, even they might get a glimmer of the awareness and they forget, you know? And so, so sometimes like, so healing is, I feel like healing and purging is just like essential steps for certain people, you know, like if it's so ingrained in their imagination and psyche, it's like, we get to take time to like evolve and integrate like all those parts of them. And then there's going to be other people where it's like you just bring the awareness to them and then they have the aha moment and they're able to shift all these things. And I also do feel like we're going to start to hit these technologies where there's going to be like I was at this like convention in Vegas and it was like, oh, my he, he was like, this is the world's largest vibrator. And you just like lay in this bed and it just like vibrates your whole body. And, and in 10 minutes, I was like, oh, my gosh, I feel like a disco. But I felt so much joy. 
And, and I do feel like we're going to have these technologies that start to come in and it helps us speed process a lot of this like suffering that we've been addicted mm-hmm. to. Because like if, if someone doesn't even, is, you know, I did a talk and I had like maybe like 50 people there. One of the women was like, she's like, oh my gosh, it was so simple. The concept of coming back to love, but she was like, I couldn't even feel what that felt like in my body, you know? So it's like, wow. So I think there's some people where it's like, let's say you never felt true love before. You never felt like, how do you even access that frequency unless, unless you felt it before? And then how do you even know to like try to hold and stay and cultivate that frequency more unless you knew that there was like a purpose and that was good for you. You know, I think that we live in this society where it's like, go more, hustle more, struggle more. And that's how you get it, you know? And then we've all been hypnotized into that pattern. And, and so it makes it hard to get out, you know, unless, unless you have someone that's like, Hey, do you see you're doing that? Like, let's adjust here, you know? Yeah. And I think that, I mean, my, I full body chills on you saying like, if you've never felt love, how do you know that frequency? And I think that that is like where we get into the, the cycles of conditional love versus like genuine love. And I think a lot of people have the concept of what is conditional, what's transactional, right? Um, we understand that as a society really well, but we don't know just how to freely give. Totally. Absolutely. And that's been so big for me. And even in like the last person that I dated, I was like, oh, wow, I thought I was a loving person. But like, I realized like in the past, like mm. the moment when someone rejected me, I would turn off my heart. I'd be like, all right, F that guy, I'm done, you know? And this time it was like, he was, it was like, he was like, hey, like, I'm sorry, it's not a good fit. And I was like, awesome. And I like kept my heart open, you know? And, uh. was, and it was the first time that I was like, I can still love this human even though it's like not the right fit for me. And that was like such a huge like point for me where I was like, and and then a few weeks before that, I I listened to this podcast and it was like, we are at the infancy of our, like as a species, we are like at the infancy of love. And when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. So it's like, I'm living through life thinking I'm like this very loving person. And I'm like, oh no, I don't even know what that means. Like I, like mentally I'm like, okay, like I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to bring this Kleenex box to this person. And this is going to be like a nice thing. You know, it's like, but like actually emitting like the frequency of love. I was like, oh, that's so different, you know? And now I can fine tune and like almost like a knob turning. I'm like, oh, I see action here. And I can like turn the knob and be like, this is open expansion. This is unconditional love. This horrible thing happened, but I can stay open. Yeah. Oh my God. Full body chills. I love this. So this is, this brings me to my question. I have two questions. Um, you mentioned addiction to suffering. How much, how much of our behavior and this specific like frequency of love are we self-sabotaging because we only know suffering? Oh yeah. And I, I think so much. And it's kind of like, I mean, this is why people end up gossiping. You know, it's like, like gossiping is, it's like, it's still hitting something. It's like, you still kind of get like an adrenaline rush. And it's like, they can think that that's like, ooh, a buzz, but it's like, it actually doesn't feel good in the system. But if like, if we can't even distinguish like, oh, that actually doesn't feel good. Like, how do we gravitate towards like the things that are actually in alignment for us? Yeah. And so I started to just ask myself the question of like, 
what is the highest version of myself and what's the best that I can feel? And then as I ask myself that all throughout the day, I start to feel this like love and this openness. Like it, it almost feels like my heart opens, my meridians, like some people don't know, what but it's like the energy highway in my body. It's like my blood flows better. Like I can feel that openness and I can tell now like, oh my gosh, like so much of my social media in the past, I was like in performance energy. I was like, oh, like I'm going to get on social media. So I got to like hype myself up, you know, and then like afterwards I would drop down and I'm like, oh, that's like, that's like, oh, I don't love myself enough. So I got to hype myself up and, you know, like it's very different than like now I've been shifting. It's like, oh, I'm just here to love everyone here and like. My only job is like, I get to feel really good while I'm showing up. And like, that's my job. My job is just to be a transmission of love. Like, it almost doesn't matter what I say. <clears throat> it matters more that like, my heart is open right now. And I am like, showing them this is what that feels like. This is fucking blowing my mind. And I, and I know it's going to blow the, I know it's going to blow the listeners' minds as well. Um, I love this. I love this so much. And you saying specifically, like, I have to hype myself up. I mean, how often as women, especially, I know as women, we do this because I've watched my husband walk into a room and sell millions of dollars and it's all ego. It's like, he didn't have to hype himself up, but for me to walk into a room and potentially do that. Like, I don't, I couldn't even conceptualize it. Right. Like I'm getting nervous just thinking about it. So I'm thinking about like how much, how many times as women do we have to hype ourselves up to show up as we want to, like, as we're capable of, right. Like it's within us all, but it's not normalized. It's not a frequency that we're used to carrying all the time. It's like yeah. a, sh a show. Yeah. And it was like, I was trying to explain it to my friends, but it was hard. You know, it was like, I, I was just in Vegas and, and it was, it was experiential for me. Like, and nobody knows who I am as a speaker. And there were some big name speakers there that like had books out. My books out, my book's coming out next year, but like they already had their books out, like these big names. And there would only be like five or 10 people in these rooms. And so my thought was like, I'm just going to love these people. So the night before I just meditate, I was like, I'm just sending love. Like, because I didn't think about what am I going to look like on stage? Like that wasn't my thought at all. So I didn't feel like any kind of anxiety. I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to love these people. And I ended up having like a packed room of like 50. Someone came up to me and said, I saw light emitting from your name. And that's how I knew to come to your talk. And I was Ooh. like, oh my gosh. Like, and I, and I was like, oh my God, I finally found that switch because like, so much of like prior to just like last week was like, oh my gosh, like I need to make money. I need to like make sure I like whatever, you know, and it was just like, it was more me focused and it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm just here to like love on people. And yeah. And, and now that I shifted into like, I'm just here to give like so much love. It was like, I had so many clients come back in, like all these things. And it was like, they just felt it. Yeah. And, I didn't have to convince. I didn't have to prove. I didn't, it was like, they could feel something was different in my social media because like I went into this like state of like, oh my gosh, we're in wholeness. There's more than enough. We're just in flow. And then like that love, like that, that was, that was my only job. That's all, really all I had to do. I love that. And I mean, you're also speaking to my love language of in-person experiences, right? I mean, you just, you can't, 
you can't get away from it. But what I, my last question, the last thing I want to touch on is really what you're talking about is a core belief. What you did is you changed your belief about yourself, right? So what do you think? Are core beliefs a choice or not? Uh, yeah, I do feel like core beliefs are a choice. And I do feel like when you can tune into that real deep connection to yourself, to spirit, to the zero point field, whatever you want to identify that it's kind of like just like that connection with creation, like beliefs fall away. Like so yeah. negative beliefs will start to fall away on their own. When you can hit this frequency of like deep connection with yourself. So again, it's like, you're not accessing it because someone else wants you to, you're not accessing it to chase something. You're not, you're literally like, I'm just going to be there just because that's me being like, we always talk about people like, Oh, get into the state of being like, what does that mean? <laughs> and it's just like, it's, it's just you actually existing for like the pure joy of like existence. Mm. This is so lovely. This, honestly, I don't know how a half hour just flew by, but it did. Um, amazing, Samantha Blossom. I definitely want to have you back on because you are a light of love. That has always been my experience of you. And I love being in your world and watching your journey as you evolve. Um Let's see. You and I have a masterclass coming up. I think this podcast will go live before that happens. So that is happening. Um, all that info obviously is on both of our Instagrams. But Samantha, please, for the people who are new to you, where where do they go to find you? Yeah, I think Instagram is a great place to find me, Samantha Love Blossom. Of course, you can always explore my website, which is samanthablossom.com. And yeah, you can definitely leave me some DMs. Like if you have, if something sparks up from this conversation and you want to continue, just like leave me some messages and like, let's go. <laughs> um, the, my favorite thing is getting voice notes from Samantha. I actually was having a bad day once. Do you remember this? And I was like, will you just laugh? Will you just send me a recording of your laugh? Cause I just needed to like, remember that life was good. Um, so yeah, send her, send her a DM, Samantha. Thank you for leaning in, um, to this conversation. I think it's huge. Um, and I'm really excited to get feedback from our listeners. Okay. Thank you so much, Carissa. This was so beautiful. And I'm so excited for the sparkle ups for your audience. <laughs>